This is Baby Boomer Tales. Thirteen years ago, our youngest daughter got married. I want to go over all the events leading up to and including the marriage ceremony. Now, if you have a daughter that someday will get married, I suggest that you watch the movie Father of the Bride with Diane Keaton and Steve Martin. Even though some of the scenes seem a little out there and crazy and over the top, I'm not really sure those scenes are way out there or way crazy or way over the top. It is the closest thing I can associate with what I went through my youngest daughter's wedding. So I highly recommend the movie. I like to watch it once in a while and reflect back at what my wife and I went through. So today I would like to take you step by step as much as I can recall. When my girls became probably junior high age and into high school, I realized that every boy that came around, that hung around, that took them to the show or took them to the prom could possibly be my future son-in-law. Now don't get me wrong, I didn't treat them all very nice. I pretty much viewed teenage boys as the enemy and I was overtaken so often. I'd come home and there'd be four or five boys at my house. What am I going to do with these guys? Once in a while I played ping pong with them and I could, I could whoop them on ping pong. But I couldn't whoop them at football or basketball or any of that anymore. So intimidation and scare tactics were probably my best ally. That and being kind and nice. But not too nice I didn't want to be taken advantage of and I definitely didn't want them taking advantage of my daughters. There were some nice boyfriends in there, and there were some that I could have, I would have. My youngest daughter moved to the Denver, Colorado area after she went to school and moved home and went off on a mission trip and moved home, got a job and stayed at home. And then she was gone. She moved to Colorado. One time we went to visit her, and next thing I knew, I was taking this boy to dinner with Allie and her mother. And his name was Ryan. And it seemed like Ryan did all the talking at that dinner. And it was a busy place, and I didn't know it was going to be one of those deals where we're meeting a boy she really liked. I just thought it was another one of those boys. Well, Ryan and Allie started dating, and I'm not sure how long they dated, but I do know that one November, she had brought him home, and they had gone out that night and came home, and I was closing the house up, and everybody else had gone to bed, and all of a sudden, Ryan said, oh, by the way, I need to ask you something, and he asked for my blessing for him to marry her. What do you say? I used to have a form that boys had to fill out to date my daughters, but I never had a form for them to marry my daughters. 
and that form to date my daughters didn't go over very well with my daughters or my wife. I think I still have a copy of it somewhere. In the following month in December they had come back and Ryan proposed to Allie one evening while they were here. Now they were up on what I call Pork Chop Hill. It's a place around that uh, has a great view but he proposed at night and of course she said yes apparently and then everything changed all of a sudden my wife told me we can't have a wedding we don't have any room in the house now our house is not small but we had a, a basement and all we had ever done down there is we finished two bedrooms and the rest of it was just concrete walls and nothing and so we proceeded to finish the basement. It started out on the weekends. I go down there and I roughed in walls and doorways and and all that. And it was kind of fun. I'd do that on the weekends. Slowly it started to come together. Then we met Ryan's parents. We met him in a neutral site, a town halfway between where they lived five hours from us and our home and I was surprised they were very very nice and kind I wasn't surprised because Ryan's not nice and kind he's a very nice kind guy or I would have never given my blessing that's something you don't get asked every day well, as time went on we worked and worked and worked on the basement and all of a sudden I realized we were running out of time my wife is a great taskmaster she was making me work all the time. I came home from work one night, and we had got to the point where the walls were done and had to put up cabinetry. We had a second little kitchenette down there. And it was 2 o'clock in the morning. I was begging, I have to go to bed. I have to work tomorrow. Oh, we can get these cabinets up. So I put the one big one up, and it was heavy. Oh, it was heavy. I had to build a little structure underneath to hold it while, while I screwed it into the wall. The next morning, I went down to look at my handiwork and I opened the cabinet doors. And there are all the shelving right there. I didn't take the shelving out before I hung it up. No wonder it was so heavy. So we did things like that. I had to tile the floors and the bathroom and the entryway. It's a walkout basement. And I begged my wife to let's hire a tile guy. I can't figure this out. She didn't want tiles just going square and straight, you know, that had to be like what she saw on some home remodeling TV show. But we figured that out together and we got it done. The wedding was to be in June and we were pushing the end of April. We had two friends that helped us very much through this whole ordeal. Rusty and Virginia came and they stained, they helped build, they hauled trash, anything we needed, any time at all. They were there to help. Then we moved outside. The first of May we knew we had to start working outside because the wedding was going to be at our home. Now we have some acreage and all of a sudden I had to start mowing. Then my daughter showed up and she said, well, we've got to pick all this grass up. We can't have grass clippings all over everybody's feet. 
So Rusty and Virginia brought their lawnmower out that had a grass catcher. When I say lawnmower, I mean a riding lawnmower. So we had two riding lawnmowers going, plus my tractor with a brush hog on it. And as we were running out of time, I remember I, I knew there was a stump in this one part, but I was trying to get close to it. And I hit that stump with my brush hog and broke the power takeoff arm. So I went to replace it, and I was a special order part. I couldn't just buy it at the tractor store. And it was going to be a couple weeks, and I ended up buying a brand new brush hog just to get my brush hogging done. So little things like that, you know, when you're in a hurry, things break and things take longer and things are more expensive. That's okay. It was for my daughter. Long story short, by the time the big day of the rehearsal came, all the gardens were manicured, all the lawns were mowed with the grass clippings up. Everything was spick and span. I had had the guy that hazed the fields hay early. And I had mowed one of the front fields for parking. After he had hated it, I mowed it like a lawn. Now Ryan helped too. He uh, weeded the pond and he helped me cut some trees down. And, and I was putting the guy to work. I mean, you're going to marry my daughter. You're going you're gonna to hump it here. You're going to work hard. And he did. He showed me a lot. I just wish that they lived around here so he could work more. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the way it goes. They have a life of their own. They work hard. Well, before the tent was put up and the dance floor was put down, I had Ryan spray the whole area where, where people were really going to frequent for chiggers. I didn't want anybody getting chiggers. We had the rehearsal and had the rehearsal dinner. And afterwards... My wife said, let's go to town and see who is staying at the hotels. She put several hotels in the closest town to us of any consequence. So we went down there to see if anyone was there. And I had family and friends all over the place at those hotels. It was so fun and so nice seeing brothers and sisters and aunts and cousins and uncles. And it was wonderful. The next morning was the day of the wedding. And all of a sudden it was very busy. It was like a beehive around here. We had hairdressers that I had never seen before. We had all the food and all the preparations going on. The wedding planner was scurrying around, barking orders. And, and then all of a sudden, I was dressed up in a tux. And I was waiting for my daughter to come out, and people were all around. And I remembered, I remembered, oh no, I have dogs and cats around here who live out in the country. And I'd forgot to pick up poop and check for poop. And oh man, I went out in my tux with a shovel and started picking up poop. And people were wanting to talk to me. And I said, I'm busy. I'm picking up poop. Can I talk to you later? <laughs> I didn't want some gal in some open-toed high-heel shoes all dressed to the nine stepping in some dog poop. Then came the time. And my daughter came up the stairs in her wedding gown. And she was very beautiful. And she took my arm and we walked down the front yard to the gardens. And it's overlooking the pond. 
and everyone turned and watched. And the music was playing, and I was crying, and I gave my daughter away to Ryan that day. The reception, as I said, we had a tent, and the, the reception was there, and Rusty and Virginia were had all the food laid out and were scurrying around, and we had hired some people also. And we fed them all brisket. It was kind of a barbecue. And people were fishing, and people were playing horseshoes, and people were dancing. And it was wonderful, and people were complaining. It was hot in the tent, and I was trying to figure out how to open more flaps. And then somebody knocked the <laughs> wedding cake over, and it was I, the cake was about ten of these cakes, and so they didn't all go flying. And I missed it, but I heard about it later. My brothers and my sister, my aunts and my cousins and my uncles. My nieces and nephews, we were all taking pictures, and I look at those pictures today sometimes. It was a wonderful day. We danced way into dark, and Allie and Ryan stayed there, and finally everybody got in a big circle and holding hands. Told them goodbye, so went on. The next morning, people came over the house. We were feeding them and stuff. I don't think any of that was planned. I was giving people rides around the property in my pickup, showing them this and that and all this that I didn't have time to mow or this I didn't have time to do. And, and we ate and laughed and cried and joked. And then everybody was gone. And then the tent guys came and took away the tent and the dance floor. I don't know where my wife was. She was off doing something with somebody. But I sat there on the front porch looking where that tent was. And I felt so empty. And I felt so sad. And I felt so happy. And I knew my life would never be the same. Ain't that the truth? Now we have four grandkids from them. And it is not the same. It is such a blessing. I love my son-in-law. My wife showed me how he's not a son-in-law, he's a son. And I thank God every day for blessing me.